I encourage you to tell your neighbor one more time, particularly those of you that are married. Tell her, get out of the way. <laughs> the grace of God is here. <laughs> okay. Listen to me, because what we are suffering from in the church is a forfeiture of grace. God was showing me in this very brief message, he said, there's nothing in your life, there's no problem you have that I don't have a grace for. But your pride is so strong. Even your attitude to that thing, when you're acting like what you're going through is the end of the world, it's a pride in itself. Amen. Come on now. When your attitude should be, even though this stuff is tough, hey, but I know a God bigger than you. It should be your confession, stronger than you. The fire that you are coming against me with. I have a fire greater than you. It's fire for fire. I don't know why he's telling me to say this. He said, now, some of the little things you see happen, that's the reason our church is not large, because this church is not for everybody. The glory offends the prideful. If you, if you, you see, for example, if you're a Democrat before you're a Christian. So when you hear testimony that we made a decree and Sarah Huckabee became the governor, when the Clintons, their name is at the airport, their name is everywhere, that's a democratic stronghold. Amen. Immediately becomes a black thing. Because you are not in the kingdom. Amen. You are in your blackness. Amen. Get out of the way. That's a grace here. To fix you. To bless you. To turn your life around. The question is, do you have the humility to get it? Amen. Or are you too much? <laughs> I remember years ago, I was just going through hell. Just, I was struggling. And God said to me, go to the mirror. So I was wondering, what was I looking for over there? <laughs> So I went to the mirror. He said, who do you see there? I said, I see me. He said, that's your problem. 
You mean this? This person I'm seeing in the mirror is my problem? How could I be my problem? I'm telling you to solve the problem. He said, you're inviting me to solve you. You see, now that's why some of you that are married don't understand it, that the problem God has is you. You are in his way. Just the humility to come down to receive that the way God wants to solve this is not the way you want to solve it. So God said to me years ago, he says, you're like a man in the ocean. And you have soap in your eyes. And you can't get it off. But yet, all the, you remember I shared that testimony. See, now he's bringing it back. Yet, all the water you need is there. But you can't get the soap out of your eyes. That tells you when the problem is you. Where is is, uh, Zion? When I said, what do you do? When the mountain is you. (laughs) He said, I have grace for you. But would you get out of my way? How long will it take for you to take the wrong? When, when, how long will it take for you to just hold your tongue and just not say something? You're talking in tongues, yet you have to answer every word. Eh? You're praying, but you can not react to a comment. You have to answer it. And then while you are wrong, you're calling on God. Jesus, I'm just trusting in you to handle this. Jesus. And yet, you are the problem. I remember years ago, this seasoned pastor was teaching us on praying in tongues. But he wasn't telling us what what was obvious that we read in the scripture. He said, let me share with you the mysteries about speaking in tongues. He used a simple example. You may not even connect to it, with it, since you have cars and all of this. But he says now, Johnny needs a car. So he said, Lord, please, I need transportation. I'm going through this, and I'm going through that. And then you finish praying that in your understanding. And then you start praying in tongues. And then the Holy Spirit tells the Father, don't give him a car. His problem is pride. He doesn't understand. Hallelujah. He said, even if you give him a car, his pride will only get stronger. You see, see, he said the Holy Spirit only prays the will of God. He starts showing us that many times the tongues you are talking in and calling on Jesus, why you are wrong. The Holy Spirit is speaking against you. He's telling God to fix you, to change your heart, to turn you around, 
So you stop acting crazy. Because you are intoxicated with the data. I know I'm not reading the scripture didactically. I told you it's a brief exhortation. He says, be sober. And then when we talk about be sober, you think he's talking about somebody drinking alcohol. You can be intoxicated with pride, with lust, with anger, with sugar, with coffee, with hair, with makeup, with shoes. Get out of the way! I'm telling you what he told me this morning. I said, Lord, what can I do to tidy up these uh, glorified testimonies? He said, go tell them. Get out of the way. Grace is here. He said, do you want to be made whole? Grace is here. But you have to quit talking about what it is you're going through. You cannot magnify your problems and then God at the same time. You have to lift God up and bring you. It's either one or the other. It can be both. There's only one greatness here. Great God here. Mighty God here. My problems must be under my feet. But God must be exalted. Hallelujah. He said, be sober. All of you that are drunk, you may be drunk with pain. You may be drunk with frustration. Watch now. He said, be sober. Be vigilant. Why is he telling you to watch out? Because you're dealing with a snake that rides behind legitimate issues to intoxicate you. But all he's trying to get you to do is to magnify your problems over God. <laughs> he said, because your adversary, the devil. Okay. This, this, is, this is one of the things the word of God does to detoxicate you. He said, your adversary is the devil. Amen. Not somebody. Amen. This bishop came to me. He said, apostle, help me. I said, what is it? He says, I don't know what to do. Because every time God tells me something, and he's going to do, and things start moving. The moment I talk to my wife about it, the whole thing falls apart. So now it's like, I'm seeing my wife like the devil. I said, I've already been through that. This is a standard operating procedure. Satan does that too. Every man. Hallelujah. 
by the time he finishes with you, you're looking at her like, that's just the devil. <laughs> just look straight ahead so you will get dinner. <laughs> because if you amen me, you're on your own. <laughs> just say amen on the inside. You know they have women's meeting? So they're going to go over there to talk about us. So just amen quietly in your heart. You know I'm telling the truth, but don't, 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 don't show any sign. Hallelujah. Hmm. So I told the man, I said, no, 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 no. He said, watch. I said, sometimes God will take a familiar scripture to deliver you from huge things. I said, watch what Paul said. By the Holy Ghost. He said, for we wrestle not against. <laughs> Whether it's flesh and blood, your wife, or flesh and blood, your husband, or flesh and blood, your son, or flesh and blood, your friend. He said, that's not who your fight is with. That's why many of you can't get over what happened. Because you're stuck on the person. And the man that is responsible is hiding away. Enjoying your life, tormenting you, hindering God from delivering you, but yet He's doing it by your permission. And He sent me here to tell you get out the way. He says, Your adversary, the devil. Your adversary is the devil. Your adversary is the devil. Your adversary is no one. Even if when people are being used, it's the devil using them. Come on. Okay. I think he is bigger. Sit down. Okay, turn facing me. Oh, you're almost there, a little. Too tall for a demonstration, but it's okay. Now watch. The Bible said that when Goliath came, he had a man in front of him carrying a shield. Watch. And God gave me this message years ago. It was called the man with the shield. That most of you Spend all your life warring against him. But the enemy is him. But they send a decoy to have you distracted, looking at the wrong person. And he's having a great time because the fight hadn't even started. And here you're talking about how worn out you have been. Because you're fighting the man with the shield. And sons of God, David, came and got his sling shot as God gave to him and bypassed him and went straight. He shot that bullet past the man with the shield and went for Goliath's head. Maybe I should have used Keith. Come, come. You're taller. Eh? Because Goliath was uh, nine feet tall or whatever. 
Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> At least I can get a clear shot. <laughs> I want you to picture this because that's what the enemy is doing to all of us. They send the man with the shield and you think that that's the warfare. That's why he said, you're not wrestling against the man with the shield. You're wrestling with Goliath. He says, not flesh and blood, but against principalities. Against powers. Let me give you a little thing to shout about. You see now, you're a member of the church. God has not called you to any fivefold ministry. Then why will principalities be fighting you? What spiritual responsibility do you have to be wrestling against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places? What is God telling you? You are bigger than who you think you are. That's why he said to me, even when you are limping on one leg, you are still higher than all devils. Do you know who you are in Jesus Christ? That you have power against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. Spiritual wickedness in high places. You. I'm giving you spiritual upgrade by understanding. So, while the enemy is busy convincing you, you are nobody because you don't have a position in church. He's talking you out of your place, out of your power, out of your destiny. Because if you ever understood who you are in him, you will get up. Say, wait a minute. I put up with this long enough. Hey, I am back. Hey, today, just like the apostle, I may be limping on one leg. I may be crying. But I come swinging. Come on, tell somebody, you got to fight back. Have you ever wondered why the enemy is warring so fiercely against you? You are not an apostle. You are not a bishop. You are not a pastor. Some of you are not even a deacon. Then why... Is the fight so fierce? He knows your power and your potential in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You are sizing up yourself based on what is now. You don't know your potential. That's why he was fighting me from the womb. Because of all that God is doing today and all he will yet do. There has never been a season where the fight was not fierce in my life. 
but I keep going because of the faithfulness of God. Get out of the way. Once you get upset, you are in the way. Once you get an attitude, you are in the way. Once you get frustrated, you are in the way. But when you are bound in thanksgiving and in praise, you are out of the way. Get out of the way. If you start murmuring and complaining, it's even worse. Get out of the way. Grace is here to take you to where you're going. What you're going through, he said, your brethren all over the world have already gone through the same thing and passed it. You can't fail at it. You cannot. That's what happened to my bishop friend. His wife died at childbirth. And he was going through this time of heaviness and depression and and people even raised the money to help him tide over the difficult times. And God said to him, your wife dying, a child, you know, giving birth is no excuse for you not to get your ministry done. I know a man today that said that God has given him a hundred angels. He will come into a meeting. Hey, he said the angels follow him around. You come into a meeting. I said, well, I don't need to pray. He will tell you what miracles will happen and you see them all happening. How did he get there? First of all, they said he fasted and prayed until he was coughing up blood and would not eat. He almost died until God answered him. And the way Satan counterattacked him would have finished anyone and caused you to just pack up your faith, throw away your Bible. All his children died in one day in a drowning. Hey, you talk about such a ferocity of an attack. He served God anyway. He and his wife restarted their family. Now they are in their 60s with small children. And when he served God anyway, God said, okay, now from now on, I give you 100 angels. They do whatever you say. <laughs> you don't know what price people have paid to have what you see they have, to see you know, for you to see God using them the way God is using them. You don't know the pain. You don't know the pain. You don't know the pain. Stop making excuses for yourself to fail. Get out of the way. The breakthrough is here. Today, I just went to do a graveside ceremony. Eh? The woman, Karen Twins, one died. And there were so many tears. But God gave me a revelation and said, you have been brought into a cadre of people that will have a special joy in heaven that none of us will have who didn't go through that pain. What will that be? The joy, after the joy of the Lord Jesus and heaven and having made it into eternal life, it will be the joy of meeting that son that they never got to know on this side. <laughs> Ooh, beloved, don't allow Satan to give you an excuse to fail. Yes, it's tough. Yes, you're in pain. Get out of the way. Grace is here. You will make it. Just keep going. Suddenly, the Lord will appear. Suddenly, you will get understanding of what to do and how to process this thing through to victory. Nobody could help me. Going to somebody for counseling, they didn't even understand what I'm going through. Up till tomorrow, no, people don't understand what I'm going through. Father, those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Come to Conquest 2023 and learn from us. 
We've been cooked in the fire and we're still going through it. But we keep winning by faith and by the grace of God. Come and experience this fantastic baptismal service. The glory of God, so powerful, so evident. The Lord will bless your life. We'll be waiting on him for the whole month of July. And we believe him to do something special for us. And he will. He's faithful that promise. We love you, beloved. Gotta go. See you tomorrow. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Bye-bye. God is preparing the church for the return of the Lord Jesus. I'm so excited to invite you personally to come to the Conquest Conference this year, July the 6th through the 9th. He gave me this theme, Vessels of Glory. The conquest is what God gave to me as an avenue to share what he has taught me that has caused all these revolutionary blessings and deliverances and miracles to come forth that you will learn from me directly and flow in the same grace. Vessels of glory. He's promising that a glory will show up in the earth. And now he's given me a mandate to share the secrets to prepare so you will be one of those vessels God will use in this end time. I am inviting you pastors and spiritual leaders from me to you. Come and let's fellowship. Let us strategize for what God will do with all of us. We call it the end time global harvest. We've never experienced anything like this. People will get in the water and the glory of God will baptize them. Sometimes I don't even lift my hands and the glory puts the people in the water and we carry them out. happening right here at Resurrection House All Nations, July the 6th through the 9th. This is your personal invitation. Your life will not remain the same. Your ministry will not remain the same. God is taking his church higher as he prepares us to be his vessels. <laughs>